Hey beautiful people, it's your girl C, Sienna, Mamacita, you know who it is. Welcome back to another episode of Love and Light, or welcome if it's your first time. Love and Light is a podcast about life, right? I try to be, share, and experience love and light in all of its forms. As we navigate life, why not try to process things through a lens of love? This space is essentially me documenting my life through that lens and building a community rooted in authenticity. Today's topic is friends with benefits. Let me just say, if you are a family over 40 or a Facebook family friend, you can listen. But remember, I'm not speaking as Sianita, Chiquitita, whatever. I'm speaking as Siena, right? So allow me to embrace my womanhood and adulthood um, and remember that as you're listening. Or you can just stream it on silent. That's more than okay. This episode is actually brought to you by someone DMing me on Insta asking how to have a healthy friends with benefits relationship. And it really got me thinking. So today I'm diving into five questions you all sent in. Number one, naturally, is how to have a healthy friends with benefits. I think the key to having a healthy friends with benefits is to have a healthy friendship. If y'all are hookup partners and that's it, that's a totally valid relationship, but y'all need to be in agreement on what that is. Honestly, I think that's a little bit easier because then it's very simple to say, this is purely physical, see you at this time. There's no expectations of each other as people, but simply as physical partners. A friends with benefits, however, is different because this is someone who is your friend, someone who you want in your life regardless of the physical aspect. That's just something y'all are throwing into the mix, right? It's like sprinkles on the Sunday. So personally, and I'm not saying this is the only way, but this is just my two cents. The best way to have a healthy friends with benefits is to have a healthy relationship. Can you hang out alone or in group settings and be okay? Can you have a conversation between just the two of you and actually enjoy it? Every single friendship is different, so every friends with benefits is going to be, you know, uniquely nuanced to your situation. But I think communication is the key, the core, the foundation. I know we hear this all the time, so I don't want you to roll your eyes at me when you hear this back. I want you to think about your friendship with this person. If you're listening to this, you've either had a friends with benefits or want one. Is your friendship healthy? Can you communicate? Have you ever had a disagreement? How do you guys overcome it? All of that matters if you're going to allow someone the pleasure of your body. And I also just wanna say, you are allowing them access to your body. You can decide how often and with what parameters that means for you. Just because y'all are friends and you trust them in an emotional way doesn't mean that they've earned the right or access to your body without limits. That is entirely your choice. Friends are friends until they're trying to pressure you, and it's cut. But like I said, y'all have to be able to talk about that. If you can't disagree without having an argument, if you can't get through a disagreement, how do you expect to be able to talk about sexual interests, boundaries, kinks, the last time y'all got tested? Those are things that, in my opinion, need to be discussed and you need to feel comfortable talking about so that you can have a healthy friends with benefits from an emotional and also from like a physical standpoint. Okay, so the next question is two, how do you not catch feelings? (laughs) This makes me laugh. This is the age old question, isn't it? The reason why people say friends with benefits will never work. But 
for real, I'm gonna tell y'all my personal secret to picking a friends with benefits. Ready? Pick someone who you're not compatible with. Now wait, hear me out before you go crazy. Just hear me out. You wanna be compatible as friends, right? Similar interests or something that brought you together so that you can actually enjoy each other's company. You wanna be compatible sexually because if you're not having fun in bed, what are you doing? What is the point of this? But as partners, as two people who could potentially build a life together, do not be compatible. Don't pick your crush because if they just wanna be friends with benefits, that means either they're not looking for a relationship right now or they're not interested in having one with you. Either way, they don't want you as a partner right now. And if you want them, you're settling for a friends with benefits, but feeding your imagination more and more. You're literally setting yourself up to get hurt. Of course, a friends with benefits could turn into a relationship, but should you go into that situation as a stepping stone towards one? No, I wouldn't advise it. I am a very emotional person, and as I've said before, I have codependent tendencies, we're working on it. And on top of that, my top two love languages are physical touch and quality time. So I am probably the least ideal candidate for friends with benefits. But I learned to hack that by simply having this kind of relationship with people I knew I was objectively not compatible with as a partner. Not only would we never work, but because I entered the relationship knowing this person is or has a deal breaker for me, I had no desire or fantasy about wanting to make it work. Physical intimacy is intimacy, regardless of who with. Your brain releases certain chemicals and can confuse that time and touch for something akin to liking or loving that person. But if you already know, this is not someone I would want as my partner, then you're straight. For me, that looked like someone being atheist or not being ambitious or their general mindset was not aligned with mine. Or can I be totally honest here? I, your friends with benefits could be a friend who you're not super physically attracted to, but you enjoy their company so much and they know what they're doing physically that makes you feel good so you can be physical with them. Again, ideally you're more than semi-attracted to your actual life partner, but for our friends with benefits, there are so many factors that could make them great. And just because you wouldn't want to be with them as a life partner doesn't make them or you a bad person. For someone else, they'll be great. They just weren't for me. And I knew that so I could enjoy them for where they are in life and for the role that they would play in mine. A cute enough person who I found attractive, who I could spend time with and have some fun without getting attached. And it's not leading someone on because you've made it clear, this is a friends with benefits. This is not a dating scenario where we're looking to see where it goes. We both know what this is. I like you as a friend. I also like making out with you. I feel like maybe this sounds a little bit crazier than it actually is, but just think about all of your friends. Most of them you would consider objectively good people, or at least I hope you do. But that doesn't mean that they would be a good partner for you, but they may be the perfect friends with benefits. I've also heard the advice like, don't be friends, just be acquaintances or something. I agree and I disagree. I think this works for hookup buddies who have more physically based relationship, but if you're actually going to spend time with this person and haven't decided if they're a good fit for you as a partner, you may get to know them and really like them and then develop feelings. That's not inherently a bad thing, 
but the question is how to not catch feelings so that's the advice i'm giving you all i'm saying is that this has worked for me so if you ever give it a shot let me know number three does the intimacy stay in the bedroom or does it bleed into your friendship this literally reminds me of a question i asked someone in college uh, friends with benefits he was being super flirty all through text even on days when we weren't gonna hang out and i kind of called him out on it and said something along the lines of you're being really flirty for someone who doesn't like me and honestly that was me fishing for an ego stroke to be like he does like me but ultimately i didn't actually want him to like me because i didn't want to develop beyond a friends with benefits and naturally because it's me right it did not go my way <laughs> he basically said texting is a form of foreplay if he doesn't care for me and make me feel cared for outside of the bedroom it's a lot less fun inside which like true and i never really thought about that but he knew the importance of like the emotional connection um, because we weren't purely hookup buddies, we were friends with benefit. And so keeping that friendship of like making me feel cared for was super important. And th I learned a lot, honestly, through that experience with him. So I don't think there's a blanket answer for this truthfully, but I think it's more fun if you can have flirty banter and build that tension through text or whatever beforehand. Also, emotional intimacy is a part of friendship. So yes, I think intimacy should not be relegated to the bedroom, but in terms of like sexual intimacy and playing with that chemistry, I think it's fun to lean into that even when you're not together as foreplay. The next question, number four, is are you comfortable with your friends with benefits talking to you about other hookups since they're your friend, but you also have a sexual relationship? So this one has two layers for me. One, could y'all and did y'all talk about hookups beforehand or was it something never discussed? I think it would be really uncomfortable talking about it if it was outside of your normal dynamic. But caveat, I think it needs to be discussed regardless from a sexual health perspective. When you define your friends with benefits, you need to be agreed on if you're exclusive. If you are, then talking about past hookups is totally up to your discretion. But if you're not exclusive, I think talking about present hookups from a sexual health standpoint is necessary. I have a flirty friend. We've never been physically intimate, but we flirt when we're both single. In that same conversation, we can go from flirting and teasing to talking about people we're interested in. And once one of us is actively in or pursuing something, we stop very naturally just out of respect for the other person. Ultimately, we're friends, so talking about dating and hooking up comes with the territory. So I don't think it should be awkward, but again, even if it is from a sexual health standpoint, that's just something to know to make sure that y'all are getting tested regularly and using you know, the best protective measures for you. Number five, our last question says, how do you initiate being friends with benefits? Do you discuss it or do you just randomly hook up once and never stop? <laughs> again, I think there's no blanket answer for this. I like it when the guy initiates because I like to feel desired, but I also straight up told this guy, I want to be friends with benefits and it worked out great. So like, there's no right or wrong way. I will say, if you know you want it, just boss up and ask. I've literally asked a friend out and got rejected and we're still friends to this day. It's just not that deep, you know? It was a hit to my ego, obviously, 
but like I'm secure in myself so it's not something I'm holding a grudge over or bothered by. And it's not uncomfortable for me to know that my friend knows I find him attractive. I find a lot of my friends attractive. Anyway, my point is, it doesn't have to be awkward if you just decide it isn't. Rejection is inevitable, but so is a yes. Also, I know drunk hookups are a thing, but I'm a firm believer if you did it drunk, you thought it sober, even if subconsciously. So like if you randomly happen to hook up at a party or 3 a.m. on that overnight summer trip, y'all were thinking about this sober, y'all wanted to do it. And if you wanna do it again, just ask. This is actually kind of off topic, kind of not a semi segue. Consent is sexy on top of being like unequivocally necessary. There are so many ways of getting consent without asking, wanna hook up? Just because y'all are friends doesn't mean you can just initiate something without consent. Even if you already are friends with benefits, you learn each other's cues and get comfortable using language that is clear and confident. Consent is the foundation of any healthy sexual relationship, period. So I've gone through all the questions and I feel like I've said everything I wanna say about Friends With Benefits. I know that this is actually one of my shorter episodes. I just wanna know what y'all wanna hear. I know that this topic had a lot of interest, so I am gonna be doing a part two, sitting down with a group of my friends, talking about their thoughts on my answers you know, their best friends with benefits experiences, their worst experiences, and any more advice that you all want. So please DM me more questions or use the submission link on my website, lovexlight.podbean.com. As always, thank you so much for listening, learning, and engaging with me. I hope you have a wonderful day, night, week, whatever you're listening to this. Love and light, beautiful people.